Hey, hey. I don't know. I, I'm so I'm so bad at this. We always we always do the starter, and like I just kind of I just kind of whiff the launch every time. Uh, welcome to late to the party with Travis Tate. Travis, how you doing, bud? I am good, Jake. How are you? You know what? Doing pretty good. Hey, I I'm not the night man anymore. I am no longer working graveyards. So uh, you got out of I graveyards seen... right before Halloween. How about that? Oh boy, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You got your costume yet? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just. I made a post about this. I'm just gonna wear my CPAP mask around. And yeah, that's right. There when you people go. say, "What are you dressed at?" I'll I'll say I'm somebody from Tenant. I did that. That that's gonna go over my head, but I, I bet <laughs> it really kills. You've got to see. You've seen the commercials where they're wearing like oxygen masks, right? I don't know if they. It's I've in the trailers. Like it's in. Yeah. It's in like just photos and stuff that they use to advertise the movie it's uh the main actors wearing oxygen masks and stuff yeah they just have to wear when when they do what they do they have to wear oxygen when they do the the backwards time thing that you see in the trailers and in the commercials anyway nothing huge you could uh you could tell them you're like i'm i'm uh woke up late for work darth vader and have time to get all the way ready <laughs> no kidding <laughs> That works, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? There you go. Just bring the whole thing with me. Uh, you, you've been watching anything spooky? Um, let's see. I watched uh, Hubie Halloween starring Adam Sandler. That was kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay down a five dollar bet. You quite enjoyed Hubie Halloween. Uh, it is. It is what you think it's gonna be. It's. He's. He's kind of like uh, playing Bobby Boucher's uh, Halloween obsessed cousin, more or less. I, I did see I did see someone say that it was it was Waterboy level, which you know I, I like a Waterboy. He talks a lot like the Waterboy. He's not actually the Waterboy or the Waterboy's cousin, but it's very similar in tone. And he says weird things like he's riding his bike and he drives by a lady and he goes, "How do we need to punish?" And it's not meant to be ironic. He's like actually like prepare for Halloween. He's basically just a, a really you, you are like you are maybe one or two ticks away from Bane on that one. <laughs> prepare for Halloween. <laughs> I was born in the pumpkin. He's kind of a, a nerdy character. He's obsessed with Halloween, but he's also obsessed with like rules and the safe way to uh, enjoy Halloween. And the whole town basically terrorizes the guy and makes him feel like garbage, except for, uh, God, I can't remember the actress's name. She's the lead actress in uh, Modern Family. She was in uh, Happy Gilmore. You know who I'm talking about. Blonde lady. Anyway, uh, she's madly in love with him because he's so nice to people. So nice guys do get the girl. How about that? That sounds like a very Adam Sandler movie. It's a, it's a, it's fun. I mean, the bullies kind of get their comeuppance and stuff like that. Are which you is speaking of Julie Bowen. Yes, Julie Bowen. Thank you. Oh, yeah. man, this got this has got some. We we got a Leota. We got a we got a Bushame. Oh yeah, Ray Leota is a he's a bully in it. Big surprise. Bushame actually. George Wallace. We got a. Uh, George Wallace is the mayor. He's kind of like the mayor Jackson from it? from Jaws. Who? Shaq's in it. Shaq is in it for a few minutes. So he's in. It. He, he's got a pretty funny role. 
You got Rob Schneider, of course, in there. Boshimi's funny. Uh, I'm still not exactly sure what his character was, <laughs> but he is How's funny. What's Schiller in it. doing these days? Uh, he oh, was. Is he, is he the orderly from uh, from Happy Gilmore in it? I pretty much think he was the same character. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he because he was a mean. This, that one. He was a mean orderly. How... You there? Oh, I just it, it, like orderly Hal had a. Uh... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up Happy Gilmore and see if it's the same one. Because that, that's pretty... I... He was only in it for 15 seconds, basically at the very beginning of the movie. But I got the impression it was the same character. Because he was a, a, a jerky orderly. So. And but if you just How about we just watch Happy Gilmore instead? I mean, if you want something new... And you just want something to just to turn on in the background. This is not a really a good way to sell a movie. Yeah, I, I recognize that as I'm talking about it. It was fine. Basically, that's what I'm telling you. It was fine. You'll probably like it. Your kids will laugh at it. It's I think it's PG-13. It's not like super scary or there's nothing too terrible that I remember in it. But it is what it is. It's It's basically free. It's on Netflix. So... Either watch it or don't. What do I care? Go. Get off my back, everybody. It was fine. It was fine. Get off his back. There was some amusing things in there, and there's some eye-rolling things, and it's an Adam Sandler movie. What do you want? If you don't like Adam Sandler, you're going to hate this movie. Let's put it that way. Ben Stiller, Hal L., orderly in nursing home. Ah. Uncredited. Jeez, Ben Stiller, come on, man. (laughs) It was more of a cameo than anything else. No, I, I just like the connectivity. Hmm. I mean, hey, look, uh, wait, is is Schneider is Schneider the you can do it guy? In this? No, no. You... I was gonna say he let he let Schneider do that for for a while. Right. Know? He's actually got a bit. His character has a bit of a twist to it. So it's it turn. You think he's like the the big bad guy, but then it turns out. Spoiler alert, it's not. He's just a regular dude. But no. anyway, it's fine. Whatever. You, you're, you're giving us secret news here. You're a, a Schneider insider. Yeah, but you don't even know it's Rob Schneider until pretty much when you find out it's Rob Schneider, you also find out that he's not actually the killer. Okay. So. Oh, there's a murder? Uh, Well, no. You think there's murders. Then you find out it was just abductions. So I think oh, okay. I think so there's magic kind of in it, but I'm not sure. Thing. Yeah, it, yeah. Basically, it's it's if the Water Boy was in a Scooby Doo movie and there was dick jokes. There, right. that's the movie. So is Hubie is Hubie Halloween? Is is it a recommendation? Uh, if you really like Adam Sandler and you just want to watch something stupid, then yes. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you probably won't make it through. Yeah. It's not his best oh, work. Yeah. But it's fine. I like the one the the one he did with Jennifer Aniston that was a murder mystery. That one was really good. I really like yeah, watch that I, one. I, I do believe I remember you uh I do I believe I remember you uh talking kindly about that. <laughs> but it's fine. Have you watched anything spooky? Uh you know what? I have not spooky. I don't believe I've gotten anything spooky spooky per se maybe i should get right on that i wonder what 
the new Halloween wasn't supposed to come out this year, was it? That has to have been. I don't know. Are they I mean, rebooting it again? If only, if only I, no, they made oh, it. It's a, it's a new sequel, that? right? Did you watch the that Halloween movie? Yeah. Yeah, with the podcasters so, and the teeth dropping. Yeah, that was really good, actually. So they're making a sequel to it? Oh, yeah. They put they put out a very short trailer like a few weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, I guess it's 2021. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we're we're in territory. I'm not going to mind talking spoilers about the, the Halloween super sequel a couple of years ago. It's called Halloween Kills. So you remember at the end that they trap him in the house, right? Right. When Light it's on fire. on fire, yeah. So the the trailer is um, is the three women sitting in the back of a truck, speeding away, like breathing heavy and covered in blood, and you hear like you kind of hear sirens, and they all start like looking at each other, and you're like, rrr, rrr, and like uh, fire engines speed past them, and they all start freaking out, and she's like, let him burn, let him burn, you bastards. <laughs> So that's not all things considered. That is a decent, that, that is a believable or, you know, I'm not going to be too mad at a way of saying, okay, we're going to keep doing this. If also, I really like that movie. So I'm glad. Yeah, they're making more. it was really good. If you're afraid of Michael Myers, just remember he has to take his whole suit off to go to the bathroom. So just keep that in mind. He has to unzip the whole jumpsuit. I don't think Michael Myers poops. You don't think so? I don't think Mike, I don't think I don't think Mike Myers poops. He dresses like Mr. Furley. That's what I'm saying. He just needs a wow. scarf and ascot to go with his that jumpsuit. Would, that would be an excellent addition. <laughs> Why not? Michael Myers about town. Get this man an ascot. <laughs> so yeah, I should probably I should probably partake of the spook sometime this this holiday season. I'll have to think of something. I'll have to think of something that might suit my taste. I'm not always the most uh, horror movie. I like a good, uh, not not so much a scare. I like a good spooky. I I mean, there was a couple other things I watched that you might like. I watched one called uh, Vampires in Brooklyn. It's PG thirteen. Wait, it's, is that the is that the uh, Eddie Murphy one? No, that's va- or that is. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. That's Vampire in Brooklyn. The movie I watched was Vampires versus the Bronx. I got the oh, okay. wrong New York borough. I apologize, everyone. So I confuse them. This is about just some kids. They're growing up in the Bronx. You know, they're they're a part of the community. There's this this kid they call him. Everybody in the neighborhood calls him Little Mayor because he's always like uh, putting up flyers for you know get-togethers to raise money for a business or somebody that needs help. He's just one of those good kids that you root for. You know. And uh, they start noticing. This is on Netflix, huh? Yeah, it's on Netflix. They start noticing people are disappearing. They start noticing that uh, there's a weird uh, company coming in and buying up all the businesses. And they start doing some investigation, and they find out that the people buying up all the businesses are vampires. So, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> vampire gentrification. Yes. Exactly, because they wanted to go to a place where they would disappear and nobody would, because the the whole thing in the movie is the kids in the Bronx are like, man, p- people don't even know we exist. We just live here in the Bronx. They don't even know we exist. So the vampires are like, yes, that's exactly why we wanted to come to the Bronx, where nobody would notice us. So it's these kids fighting the vampires. It's PG-13. It's one of those Joey fun. Saldana, huh? She's only in it for 
kind of like the Ben yeah, Stiller she's, role. She's down the. She's in it she's for like fifteen there, seconds, so. very quick. I um, do like a Shea Wiggum. So. It's it's fun. Hmm. It's it's not anything great. It's a little more. I don't want to say serious because it's a comedy. It's less goofy than Hubie Halloween. It's more kind of funny. But it's okay. it's that kind of think of like like Monster Squad when you were a kid, you know, it's like just kids against vampires and none of the grown ups will believe that that it's vampires and stuff like that. So they're getting in trouble with all of the adults and all of their parents and they're screaming at them, you know, leave these people alone. You're just causing problems for everybody, but they know the truth. Nobody believes them. It's one of those movies. They end up fighting the vampires. So it's kind of fun if you're into that kind of thing. There was another. There was another uh, couple movies. Uh, they're also on Netflix that I happened to watch. A couple more spookies. Uh, yeah, I had I had a weekend where you know I had a scratchy throat. My allergies were killing me, so I just kind of laid in bed a lot and <laughs> watched Netflix. So uh, there's these two movies: it's, uh, the Babysitter and then the Babysitter Two: Killer Queen. And those are rated R. They they have if you like like gory, but also hilarious people dying in we like gory hilarious ways this is your movie or these are your movies because people die in the most gruesome <laughs> but like funny like if you're watching it with somebody you're both yelling oh and slapping your knee because it's so gory uh there's a lot of those kind of deaths in these movies and it's kind of fun it's a uh, this kid his his babysitter he she's like the the dream girl think think of like the dream girl from the 80s she's super nice to everybody he's getting picked on she like smacks the bullies around and says hey come on i'll give you a ride home she gives him a ride home the kid's like 12 or 13 the babysitter i don't know how she's supposed to be like college age i think but he's got a huge crush on her it's a uh, is it samara weaving is that her name she was a uh, bill or yeah she was bill's daughter and bill and ted oh okay yeah the blonde the blonde yeah, i think that is i think that is right so anyway he's in love with her uh she comes over and babysits him all the time even though he's too old to have a babysitter well he finds out she's in a like a satanic cult and she's kind of like the leader and uh they they're gonna sacrifice a dude in his living room downstairs and he sees it so now they've got to kill him so it's basically it's like home alone if the uh, harry and marv weren't there to rob him they were there to like murder him in a satanic way so he's he's setting up booby traps and stuff like that and takes these people out one by one it's pretty funny it's it's a fun watch it really is travis were you a a, travis yes yes jake i'm looking at samara weaving's filmography uh ready or not is really good she's in that i i like ready or not yeah yeah i do um travis are you sitting down i'm sitting down actually yes uh there's a movie for 2021 in post-production that samara weaving is playing a uh, a character snake eyes gi joe origins wow She's playing. I oh, she's not, not playing Snake Eyes. No, she is not playing Snake. But Eyes. She's, she's in playing it. Scarlet. Yeah. Oh, really? She's she playing Scarlet? Scarlet. Okay. Who was Scarlet in the first ones? It was. Uh, I have no. I idea. can't even remember who it was. 
I did I did see they were making a an Origins one, and I thought they were gonna try and tie Transformers into it, like create a whole Hasbro universe. They've you know they've there's been a lot of like Transformers GI Joe comics like crossover stuff, right? So they've they've got stuff to pull from. Could you imagine that yeah, on the big I, screen though? Um, look, man, it, like. like <laughs> I I have no I have no idea what works anymore what works and what doesn't so ninety percent of the stuff that I see that comes across my plate I'm like yeah yeah I guess sure why not knock yourself out <laughs> I'm just looking at this cast uh, let's see we got Henry Golding going to be that Snake Eyes that's that's good I don't even know who that is uh, he's but he's got a mask on occasions. So. I know him from I, I watched that uh, was it. It was called Last Christmas. Was that what it was? Last Christmas. It sounds familiar. Yeah, Last Christmas. He's a. I. I I'm not going to spoil. I'm not Travis. I'm not going to spoil Last Christmas for you. Okay. We're going to wait till the season, then I'll spoil it for you. Okay. I might have seen it. I can't remember who's in it. Uh the the Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, my wife saw that. I remember. Yeah, yeah I walked in. And she was watching it. She she like works at a homeless shelter, right? Uh, she does some, yeah. Because there was a, a there was a song at the end where all the homeless guys start singing a song or something. Um, this I might have been like, half asleep. <laughs> yeah. So as far as I can tell, the only names that I recognize as for GI Joe characters is Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Shadow, uh, the Baroness. Uh, ooh, there's a. Character named Hardmaster. I don't want to meet the Hardmaster. Scarlet. <laughs> That's all the ones that I recognize. Can you imagine if the Hardmaster met the Shockmaster? <sighs> uh, well, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the proper, like, jokey reference to Shockmaster. Of, like, the irresistible somebody... force meeting the immovable object. Meeting the, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Travis. Yes, Jake. We both watched a movie. Oh, yeah, we, both we did. Watched the, mo- the movie? The movie? I don't know. We watched a movie. Uh, have you really heard many people talking about um, uh, Holy Pinoli, uh, Enoli Homoli? Enola <laughs> uh, Holmes? Yeah. Enola. Yeah. What's uh, Cannoli? Cannoli Holmes. Holy cannoli moly. <laughs> uh, before I watched it, it seemed like I saw lots of people watching it. And then once I watched it, it seemed like nobody was talking about it anymore. So it felt like, uh, it like, like everybody was a big deal. Yeah. It felt like everybody was trying to get me to watch it. And as soon as I watched it, they're like, haha, we did it. And then they stopped talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, movies that make us just did an episode on it. Oh, really? So. Uh, did they like it more than I did? <laughs> I have not had a chance okay. to, to crack that, crack that one. I didn't but, dislike uh, it. It was, it was yeah. Hubie Halloween. It was, it was okay. I, it was fine. The term I I use for those kind of things that I use a lot is, uh, it was aggressively just fine. Right. I did so, watching it. Yeah. I did say to my wife, I was like, uh, I wish they weren't. Because there's creepy people out there, and we've all heard some of the things people have said about uh, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, like creepy people because of Stranger Things and stuff like that. 
I wish they would have. I don't know. I don't know how I want to say this. I wish they hadn't shown I, cleavage and things like that. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't even. Because, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because yeah, when she's fighting and stuff, I was like that. I was like, I wish she was wearing a dress that covered that. She's a she's a kid still, and there's so many creeps yeah, no, out there. You, and I was like, uh, why did they do that? Like, no, you're right. You, it had nothing right to do about, with the scene to have her looking like. You know what I mean? You're right. That's the dad right. in me. You're right. No, no. I, I think that's a, that's a valid take of it. Like she's I guess a minor. Go there. Like there are. There was uh, the young lady that was in the that played uh, one of the kids in the It movies. Like she's like yeah. It, there, there's like a sexualization of kids in those kind of things. Right. It's I don't like very it. Very uncomfortable. It's everybody. Hollywood is full of creeps. If you guys haven't figured that out over the last couple of years. I'm it's if this is breaking news, I'm sorry to ruin your day. But Hollywood uh, is full of news. creeps. Everywhere is full of creeps. That's the true. Cre- That's true. No, Hollywood is full of privileged creeps, so they're way less uh they're way less concerned with covering up their creepiness. But they hide under the guise of art. It's uh, art. No, you're a creep. It's not art, you're a creep. You're low, low you're borderline pedophile. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, but, uh, that aside, the I think you you made the comment the original storyline. If you want to talk about it, you can hop in uh, about searching for her mother was more interesting than oh yeah as soon as as soon the as the juxtaposition like, like the moment I am not kidding you the moment that that bag started wiggling in her train car I'm like oh shit it's it's a cute boy story now get no. <laughs> Oh yeah, Tewksbury, Tewksbury, like he jumps out of that thing. I'm like, oh no, they they found a Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, <laughs> it's almost like the studio halfway through filming said, "Hey, uh, let's throw a boy in there." <laughs> it's almost because it's, like, it, it's almost like two different movies. To be honest, I mean, I kind of I, I kind of struggle a little bit with it, like, is that bad or is it just this movie wasn't for me? This they did not make this movie for me. Yeah, probably. Like, not. I, I think, I think I kind of I was under the impression that it was going to be like with the Henry Cavill kind of involvement and the way that the, the kind of trailer stuff looked. I was, I think I was under the impression that it was going to be more of a, it was it wasn't going to be a teen heartthrob kind of movie. I thought it wasn't going to, or excuse me, it wasn't going to be like a YA right. type movie. I don't think they needed to make Mycroft so irredeemable either. Like he was just like the worst brother of all time. Like he, Mycroft was, it was very much a dick. Yeah, I mean, every ever other thing I've ever seen Mycroft in, he is kind of manipulative, and because he's a genius, just like his brother. Uh, but there's at least like a redeeming quality. Like at least he, maybe he's looking out for Sherlock, or even if it's the the Benedict Cumberbatch show, uh, the guy that plays Mycroft in there. He there at least is some concern for his brother. In this movie, he has zero concern except that she be raised by some school so she can get married. And it was just so like heavy handed, like, all right, nobody's that mean to their, to their siblings. Come on. It's a take. I mean, yeah, like it, my crafts, I, I don't even know. My crafts whole thing just seemed to be, he was doing his old, his, he was doing his own thing. 
and pretty comfortable in his life as Mycroft and was kind of forced into, oh, I have to go take care of this thing. Mm -hmm. It would be cool to see Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes for his own movie. Yeah, I was... But that would take away... That was was the disappointment of he comes in and you you get this feel of, oh, this is going to be about like her winning him over and they work together. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas popped out of a bag and like, oh, no, Henry Cable's not going to be in this much, is he? Shit. They really should have cast an unknown or somebody lesser known, kind of like the guy that played Mycroft, instead of Henry Cable. Because you go into it thinking it's his movie. It's not. It's Millie Bobby Brown's movie. So it's kind of it kind of cheapens that expectation, thinking it's going to be his movie. It's actually her movie. He shouldn't have even been cast because why? I don't know. Why do the bait and switch is what I'm kind of getting at. Like, because they, because I'm sure Henry K. Henry Cable doesn't come cheap, and they yeah. need you to watch it. Well, yeah, I know, but I think there's enough people. If you would have just I, told I people it was, are... it was a, it was basically a movie for for younger people, specifically girls. It's it's an it's an empowering girl movie. I don't think it's over the top or any. I, no. I know a lot of people. Anything that has a female lead in it now is like down your throat, blah, blah. It wasn't in your face or anything like that. But it also wasn't a Sherlock Holmes movie. So why put a, a huge star in the role of Sherlock Holmes? You could have put anybody in there, really. I I I don't know. I, I think let uh, her have the spotlight is kind of like what I'm saying there. You know what I mean? Because he really is stealing her spotlight just by being there, even though he's a very minor part I, of the movie. I think as an as an entity, Millie Bobby Brown's doing just fine. I don't think that you know I, I don't know if I'm going to say like bigger than Henry Cable, but Henry, Henry Cable, a grown ass man. Millie Bobby Brown is doing he's, quite well. He's for a grown ass Superman. Yeah, or is he? Not oh, established. He is. He's Superman. He, but, uh, he's coming back. But uh, I, I think another part of it, and this is. Maybe being maybe being un, somewhat unfair to uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but uh, <laughs> I think part of the problem is kind of all the kids in they they've done very good at 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 uh, cultivating young talent for Stranger Things. Where Millie Bobby Brown probably like it's a fight with Millie Bobby Brown, Finn Wolfhard of who's the kind of captain of the we're really good young actors mm-hmm. for that right you know like on any given day i i would listen to an argument for either of those being the best child actor you know that's but Ooh, uh real quick uh I, will from stranger things was in hubie halloween oh he was unrecognizable he had short hair he didn't have the uh the goofy bellboy hair or whatever he has in the in okay. stranger things <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that kid is familiar. What do I know that kid from? And I looked it up. I was like, ah, it's Will, of course. I see it now. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that those kids all really mesh well together. And you don't, you don't think much about, or you don't think much about it until you get something like, like this, Mm -hmm. where the person who is opposite of Millie Bobby Brown is not real great so it's just kind of super and and the movie really wants us to give a shit about him like it 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 sacrificed half the movie to him so yeah and 
Nothing so against it, him. He just wasn't you, anything special. He yeah, was just it's there. It's rough when you've got when you've got talents like Henry Cavill and Helena Bonham Carter and uh, uh, is is it Burn Gorman? Is that the guy? I I don't know was his the name. The bad guy that was chasing them around. He's been in like out. tons of things. Yeah, but I've never is, bothered to learn his name. He is an incredibly effective. Yeah. The dude, the dude's got to have it hard. The du- the dude <laughs> it has resting villain face. Oh yeah, he he always plays a villain. He's got that. Yeah, he definitely looks like untrustworthy. Like at the very oh, least, he was, he's gonna pick your pocket. At the very least, he was the uh, he was the uh, other <laughs> scientist, not, the not Charlie Day scientist in Pacific Rim. Oh that's yeah, why, he was, wasn't that's he? That's what he's so recognizable as. Yeah, I like that dude. But uh, like, he was in effect had a had a very a very like hardcore death for that movie. Like they spent all of their PG 13 on that guy's <laughs> yeah. very short death. Very creepy. But, uh, you know, you've got a lot of really good actors in it. And then you... sorry, sorry, a new Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but like, you've got this, you know, young actor who's kind of not got much going on. There's nothing that he's, He's just a forgettable dude. You know what they... And you have to... The show is like, well, we're going to devote the show. Like, she's going to be interacting mostly with this dude. Mm-hmm. So... An interesting way to go about it might have been, uh, you know, introduce Helena Bottom Carter as the mother of Sherlock and Mycroft. And then Millie Bobby Brown plays her yo- uh, younger version. And you kind of get a backstory of all this secret society that she's involved in. Because they, yeah, they really build that up, and there was really no payoff to it. Maybe that that's was, for a sequel. I don't know. That was also crazy of, like, they really did build up Helena Bottom Carter, and then by the end of the movie, she did not solve that. She basically got her mom to come talk to her. Like, Yeah, and her mom, her mom said, gonna, hey, quit chasing me. <laughs> her mom was going to blow up a building. What happened with that? Yeah, I don't know. Was she a terrorist? Is is she trying to stop a terrorist? What's but going she on? definitely... She definitely figured out her mom was going to blow up a building. And, you know, I was starting to, I, I kind of fell off toward the end of the movie. I was just kind of, uh, you know, playing with my phone and being like, well, I just kind of want to pay a little attention. By the end of the movie, I was like, wait, her mom was going to blow up a building. Did she do anything about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> she fixed her, she fixed her cute boy problem, but her mom's going to blow up a building like for, for good or for ill. I mean, Hey, look, but she was going to blow up a building. Yeah. And, Holy Holy Anola seemed like she really at least wanted to kind of be like, hey, mom, maybe don't do this. What did you think about know. the breaking the fourth wall moments? Did that bother you or you? Um, it didn't bother me, but I felt like they didn't they didn't commit to it enough to to have that be the theme. Yeah, they did it really a lot early on when they were building. They used it as a mechanism yeah. to like build uh, layers into the story, and then it kind of fell away. I felt like they should have been doing that at the end to explain some things too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they. I guess I don't know what they were trying to do with that necessarily. Because there, there's the part where she's she's having her her glam up, but and she's dancing around. And she's mugging for she's mugging for the camera that fourth wall style, and then the you know snooty ladies like kind of watching her dance around, be like, "Oh, children these days." I'm like, "Well, I I don't know. Are people is she doing this in a way that people know she's doing it, or is that 
supposed to represent <laughs> kind of a more inner monologue? Like, I don't know. It would have been funny if she did it with Sherlock and Enola there, and they would, or sorry, with Sherlock and Mycroft there, and they would have looked at her like, she's crazy. Who's she talking to? It also <laughs> it also denotes that there's music going on that only she can hear. Yeah. She's dancing, which, you know, it, it makes sense that the woman that would look at her and kind of go like, yeah, it's, it is a silent room and this girl is just bopping. <laughs> It kind of felt like it was a little bit of an homage to Clueless because um, Cher did that in Clueless a lot. She would kind of turn to the camera and say something that moved the story along. It was kind of, it was kind of like that. Anyway, but, it's again, fine. Like, all in all, all in all, just aggressively just fine. Like Aggressively I, fine. I didn't, <laughs> they, as opposed to other things I've watched, you know, that we've talked about and watched, like I've kind of, I've kind of like I've been angry when I've watched them like mm-hmm. this. It was like it was like I would play with my phone and like Henry Cable pops up I'm like, all right, what's up? What's up, Henry Cable? And then he'd go in. And I'm like, all right. And then, you know, floppy hair mop boy would show up and like, well, <laughs> I'm going to w- try to I'm going to kind of try to pay attention to this. I was really looking forward to it because, you know, I like that kind of period piece type stuff. I like mystery stuff. I really like Sherlock Holmes stuff. I was like, all right, this is going to be pretty good. And it wasn't terrible. It was fine. It was just, it was just fine. It was okay. I guess. And maybe that I, a little bit of, a little bit of a, a nitpicking issue was like, she wasn't solving a mystery so much as she was solving. Like she had a good book of puzzles. It's like she was picking up breadcrumbs that her mother left for her. But then yeah. at the end, her mother goes, her mom had, you need to stop chasing me. Like, you told her, her mom, exactly where to find you. There's also that, yeah. But her mom her mom didn't train her to be a detective. Her mom trained her to solve these, this puzzle box that I sent you, that I trained you right. how to solve these puzzles. Whereas, <laughs> and that was, you had, you had like one moment uh, that I can remember. You had one moment where Sherlock does kind of a Sherlock-y, you know, like, oh, the soot from this and your shoes and... That's how I knew this thing was. And like, yeah, I, I kind of would have liked more moments of deduction rather than uh, I solved the Sunday New York Times crossword puzzle because mom taught me how to do code in this sideways way. What if you raised uh, your your kid and you spent his entire childhood uh, basically without him knowing uh, that you were teaching him to uh, be able to get out of a Chinese finger trap? <laughs> so when yeah. that finally happens in his life he'll be like i'm a natural and you're like i trained you your whole life for this moment <laughs> that's taught, basically taught what you, it was taught you how to finally defeat a creepy guy <laughs> yeah and also by the end of that by the end of that the the kind of <clears throat> turn on who the real the real bad guy was like i do not care right this whole like yeah this whole like I don't. I don't know. It is a. It's kind of a YA plot of. I guess the plot was we need to get Jonathan Taylor Thomas to remain a a part of the aristocracy because they're going to let this teenager be the deciding vote on whether or not women can vote. Was that was that what it was? Kind of. Yeah, they were kind of the um, women's suffrage movement. Yeah. So I guess that's what they were working for, but I don't remember them blowing up buildings. But I guess I'm no ma- history major. But <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if, like, you learn history and, like, well, boy, you know, in in the in this era of Britain, things really things were really on the line. 
luckily there was this really cute boy. <laughs> yeah, he was d- the deciding vote. <laughs> the t- the deciding vote was to this, you know, this pinup that 15 years later a woman <laughs> would be embarrassed that that was the kind of guy she was into. Uh, some 16-year-old. <laughs> he's just like I I keep harping on the guy but it, like he's just he's so uninteresting. He's so he's yeah. just he's boilerplate fun, and that's why I say that I was like I, over the over the years, like I've heard women talking about like the guys that they were into at the time. Like I was so like this was the cutest boy in the universe, and I got older and realized he's not as cute as I remember him being. But also, he was just so uninteresting. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Anything? Uh, you, anyways, you, we're about halfway through here. Is there anything? I got four things I want to talk about. You know, a lot of my stuff was kind of catching up with, uh, you know, I'd been, been playing more games than anything lately, but like, as far as stuff I've been watching is like, you know, I, I closed the loop on the boys and actually I've been a little not on board for the season, but it, I think it ended pretty strong and that's good. Uh, I'll be, I'll be interested to see, I'll be interested to see what the next season looks like. If they do it, like it, it kind of ends in a way that you'd be like, Oh, they, this could be the, it, it is so weird in that like, uh, the 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 main villain is still kind of a villain. He's just maybe been put a little bit in his place. But like all the all the main characters are kind of in happy positions at the end of it, or like at least content <laughs> content places. By the end, I'm like, are, are they doing any more of these? Are they kind of trying to be in a place like, yeah, we're, we're maybe not going to do it. This is pretty expensive. I I have no idea. Like. Trying to make TV shows is just pure alchemy of, wow, this show seemed like a lot of people were talking about it, but they're not doing any more of it because it was expensive. And because, you know, TV TV shows on, on these streaming services, it's it's less about like they don't nearly as much give a shit about are the people on the surface watching it. They're like, well, how many new subscribers did we get? Yeah. No, I get that. Maybe it was one of those where – we're not getting a ton of support, so maybe we should just kind of tie it up. Uh, that way, if we don't come back, it'll be sort of satisfying for people. But you know, maybe, maybe two or three years down the road, we'll we'll come back and do some more. Because maybe also the people that are in the show, I don't really know most of them except for uh, uh, uh you know, uh, Doctor McCoy there maybe they're getting some offers to do some things and they're going to be busier now too. So, cause sometimes shows have this big cliffhanger and then they just don't come back <laughs> and it leaves people very unsatisfied. So maybe that yeah. was their thinking. Yeah. There've been a few of those. There've been a few of those that I, I wasn't, you know, that ain't coming back, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was, it's been really, it's been well received um, had a real quick turnaround. So I don't know. I need to start watching it. I'm still working my way through doom patrol slowly. So How, how's that going? Uh, I haven't watched an episode in a little while, but I, I really do like it. It's really well written and all the, the way the characters kind of, you know, interact with each other is interesting. That would definitely be a bummer if, cause that one left on a, that one left on a hardcore uh, cliffhanger in a, in a oh, weird way. I, I think I told you about it. Like you, you, you'll have to tell me when you get there. 
Um, Doom Patrol season two ends in a place where I was almost like, this feels like the middle of a season hmm. or, or this feels like it, it, at the most, this feels like a penultimate episode. Was it a case of uh, COVID happened? So they just kind of, you know, stopped production um, for a while. Cause I know, I don't, I know, I don't, I know uh, supernatural did that because they did basically the first half of the last season and now the new episodes are coming out. I still haven't caught up with, uh, you know, the other episodes in the season. So but they did. They they were. They they at least did say, "Hey, this is half the season." Right. Like Doom Patrol is just, and and Doom Patrol is like stand. I guess it's the the first season is is uh, much longer than the second season. And that that probably played into a little bit of it. Of of I was kind of like, oh, I I remember this being much longer so it some of the some of that might be stemming from that uh i just it, it didn't it, it felt like it wasn't ready to be over for me i think the last episode it just felt weird yeah i think the last one that i watched was doom patrol versus doom patrol yeah with yeah. where they meet the older the original doom patrol i think that was the last yeah. one i watched so but i do really like it it's just it's sometimes you you just stop watching a show for no particular reason. You don't go back to it. So I I, I try to watch like one a month or something like that, just to. Did you, you get on any more of um, of uh, Cobra Kai? Interesting that you ask. Yes, I finished it last night. Me and my wife. That was one that we watched together. Such a good show. It's so well written. Like the way they give all the characters something to do. And they also make them interesting. They're not one-dimensional. And I think it's something that shows don't do anymore is they actually kind of tell you why they're the way they are. And it is kind of funny the way that they're so blind to each other. Like, you're good, or we're good and you're bad. You know, the Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai. But when you're watching the show, you're like, no, they're all pretty good kids. They just, you know got misled here or there and you kind of, the way they write it they they kind of show the lead up to why a character makes the decision they do or why they make this bad decision or and ultimately it has consequences which a lot of teen shows don't tend to have because it's always uh you know the kids are smart the parents are dumb everything works out well this one actually has consequences for uh when they make bad decisions and i I've been waiting the whole time for uh, Johnny and Daniel to get together finally and realized, you know what, we're actually trying to teach these kids the same thing. And then they finally do, and then there's the, we'll just say a cliffhanger at the end of season two, uh, where everything so, kind of comes apart. Oh, you Wait, you're, you're all the way caught up? Yeah, I'm all the way caught up. So I'm, I'm about halfway through season two, and I've been... Oh, okay, I've I'm glad I didn't say anything. Bit, I've been a little bit slow going, like... I, I will tell you for me, honestly, like, uh, um, the Daniel LaRusso's dojo kind of bores me. There's, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Especially because, uh, I do not like Johnny's kid. He has, he has big, uh, he has big, um, uh, Steven Seagal energy for me. (laughs) He's very, he's very wooden faced and he has bad hair. He's got nineties hair. He's not he he does. He's not interesting and 
I don't like, I just, their storyline and, uh, Daniel's daughter was, she was more interesting when she was kind of courting with uh, Johnny's star student. Miguel. That felt interesting. But like, again, when you go back to the Daniel LaRusso stuff and it's those two kind of getting to know each other, it's like, I did, I don't. Like all, all the kids in uh, the Cobra Kai dojo are way more interesting and have more interesting storylines. I mean, Johnny uh, has a more interesting storyline too. Yeah. Daniels is not uninteresting. He just keeps taking it in less interesting places. Well, the thing about Daniel is you see he really is a good dude and he really is trying to do the right thing, but he's just got this huge blind spot for Cobra Kai and he can't yeah. get over it. And any time there's a there's a conclusion to jump to, he jumps to it. Like he even catches himself a few times like uh, maybe I'm going too overboard or his wife chastises him and he still, yeah. he still jumps to those conclusions. So there is, there's some interesting co- like, things coming up I, for you. I actually really, I really dig in the first season, the way they have a moment where Johnny, Johnny kind of explains the, his point of view from, from the first movie. Yeah. It's explains interesting. It in a way that like, cause he, I think he, if I remember, he even couches it in. Yeah. I was an asshole. But and then he kind of tells the story of how Danny LaRusso was constantly kind of up in his business and the stuff of like, yeah, like I I, kind of love this idea of like, yeah, you know, he he did this thing kind of unprovoked thing to me in high school. And when we chased him down to kind of let him know, hey, stop messing with us. This old guy came out of nowhere and kicked the shit out of a right. bunch of teenagers. Or he's like, uh, I hadn't seen the guy in like three months, and all of a sudden he's hosing me down in the bathroom. It's you know, it, it is funny. You know where that actually comes from is. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? I yeah, I never got into that. So uh, the the character Barney, it's uh, what's his name, Doogie Howser. Uh, Neil Patrick Neil, Harris. Yes, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. So he grew up loving the movie The Karate Kid, but he, because his character's kind of self-centered and a, a jerk, is yeah. he saw that Johnny was, Lawrence was the Karate Kid, and he thought he was the protagonist of the movie, and that Daniel was the antagonist of the movie, like completely opposite of everyone else, and so they actually brought Billy Zabka on the movie or on the show where they hire him to hang out with them on like a, I think it was a bachelor party or something like that. So he's actually on there as Billy Zabka um, going with, he's like, yeah, Daniel was the jerk of the movie. So I think that's kind of where it comes from because he's an executive producer, him and uh, Machio, both of them. Yeah. So that's kind of where it stems from. It's an interesting kind of point of view. But the way they do it, like you said, it is interesting when he's telling his side of the story. Like he really is the victim in his mind. Like Daniel LaRusso comes out of nowhere, steals his girlfriend. So he, you know, picks on him a little bit to, you know, get him to leave the girl alone. And and then, you know, of course, Daniel, uh, you know comes back at him and tries to get revenge and then it's just this back and forth and he does keep always keep mentioning it's an illegal kick it was an illegal kick yeah (laughs) so it is interesting just to see he also has one of his students do it that's the i think the like the premise of this show is to show 
all sides of the characters, which is not something that a lot of shows take the time to do. So you learn, you see all the characters be good people, then you also see them be just horrible jerks. So it's like, like every person can be. Like, I can be a really good person 95% of the time, but then there's 5% where I can do something that's probably really going to, you know, hurt somebody. So every human's capable of that. So, I mean, Johnny is definitely not a good guy. Johnny is, well, I don't know. Like, I think he wants to be a good guy. He's got, he's got like, he wants to do the right thing, which is something. He's a pretty good guy that just has, just has bad takes. And then have you gone far enough to show the backstory of when he was a kid that he was a nerd? Some of that. Yeah. And he got picked on. And that's and why he joined of it. Cobra Kai. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's kind of that yeah. interesting stuff going oh, it, on. It's really yeah, well I mean, written. They make, it, they make it clear that like a lot of it was, a lot of it was Crease getting his hooks in him. Oh yeah. And they're, they're kind of trying to do their redemption arc for Crease, but uh, um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. There's definitely a big cliffhanger at the end of the season for Crease. Just when you think he's gone there's more crease and he's definitely the villain of the show (laughs) oh okay yeah they haven't made that where i'm at they haven't made that perfectly clear though they're they're kind of like you know i guess we're gonna talk about they there's been what was the what was the last episode you saw uh the last thing i remember kind of in that arena is like his his star student uh got with johnny and said hey uh because Crease, uh, Crease smacked the mouthy kid. Right. To be fair, mouthy kid, mouthy, I got mouthy kid needs to settle down. He is obnoxious. Yeah, for sure. He definitely is asking to be picked on. Yes. Yeah. You, that is a good way of putting it. Is that I don't I I don't know if that's clear. That that is a, that is exactly what it is. But I don't know if it's clear that um, he is very much asking for it. Yeah, he's not staying under the radar at all. He's, if anything, he's standing up going, come pick on me. Come pick on me. I'm obnoxious. Yeah. Even the good guys kind of think I'm annoying and don't want me around. <laughs> someone uh, someone already told me, but uh, someone at least already told me this is wrong, but I, I was really getting on toward, I thought that Hawk was going to turn and be the bad guy. Or like he was going to be like a Kree <coughs> disciple, but... Uh, well, you just just remember that. Write that down. We'll see. <laughs> you will see. But uh, hopefully, you know, <clears throat> hopefully things, hopefully they find ways to make it more interesting. Because it really, when there was more, you know, antagonism, like direct antagonism, like when you when you get up to the point, because you're right, the point where uh, Danny and Johnny go to have a beer when Danny Daniel's stupid cousin burnt. Daniel's stupid cousin decides to hire goons to burn Johnny's car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like that moment where they where he goes over to you know beat up Daniel and it, there's a good moment where you know his wife comes out and like is like what are you what are you two doing? Yeah, there's a lot of that. It keeps going. <clears throat> uh, Daniel being a, Daniel at his age being able to like support himself in one hand was goof. But, uh, you know what's crazy is, so he, uh, Ralph Macchio is 59 years old right now. 
Is he that old? He's yeah, he's fifty nine. Uh, Billy Zabka oh. is fifty five. So they both look really good for their age. Yeah, they do. No, there's there's no doubt. Have you so you haven't gotten to the part where he meets up with uh, his buddies from Cobra Kai? Have you? No. Okay, so there's a there's an episode is, where is the is put him in a body bag guy? Did you meet up with him? Yes, and I don't want to spoil. <laughs> I don't want to spoil where his character goes, but oh, they man. meet up. Okay, they meet up because one of them is sick, and it's like uh, we need to get back together. And you realize they're not necessarily jerks. I mean, they even acknowledge, yeah, we we were jerks in high school, but they're they're good guys. You know what I mean? But yeah, the body bag guys there. Um. But they all that look me, horrible. That gives like me steam to go on. If those guys are fifty-five, wow! Like some of them look like they're seventy-five. Let's just put oh, it that okay. way. Yeah. So yeah, he looks way younger than the rest of them when when they're out together. But yeah, they. Uh, I was looking at the ages. Like um, Daniel Larusso's wife is. She's like thirty-nine. So he's like twenty years older than her. Uh, and there's I, a scene. I would say. I would normally say gross and kind of gross, but at the same time, like he look, he does look so much younger. Like they, they look, they look like they're on par age wise. So there's, they're kind of hinting. You've gotten far enough to where they're hinting that Johnny kind of, you know, might have feelings for Miguel's mom, right? You've gotten that far. Yeah. yeah. So, but she actually starts talking about like, when she got pregnant, then you kind of figure out how old Miguel is and you figure she's anywhere between like 32 and 34 and he's 55. <laughs> and you're like, Oh that wow. Is... Cause her mom says something. And I said to Penny, I'm watching it with her. I go, uh, his mom is the same or her mom is the same age as Johnny. <laughs> did we, did we talk about me watching Digstown? Yeah. We yeah, about you that. did. Yeah, we we talked about it with the Heather Graham, uh, James Woods connection. Of, oh, I don't remember you mentioning Heather Graham being in that. Oh, yeah, Heather Graham is in it with uh, and James Woods, and there's there's kind of uh, it's like early on, yeah, because like James Woods is totally you know checking her out and like flirting with her. She kind of exits the movie, kind of like two thirds, and you know they don't ever close any loops on that. But I, hmm. for a while, it was like this is. This is incredibly gross. <laughs> um, yeah. Like James Woods, I think, was like 45 and she was early 20s. I've never liked super old guy with young woman. Well, it just, I don't know, it creeps me out. I mean, if you want to get back to creep out Hollywood, like that is one of those things that, that is one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I kind of do firmly believe that there are just creepos everywhere. Like there's not necessarily more creepos in Hollywood. They're just, more privileged so they can be more open about it. Heather Graham's but, made a uh, career of, out of that. Though. One of those things, Boogie Nights. one of those, do you remember Bowfinger? It was Steve Martin I mean, that falls in love really, with her. I remember liking, I remember liking Bowfinger, but that, that is one of those things that Hollywood, I, I think is less normalized in, in regular society, or at least isn't, isn't as openly embraced as Hollywood thinks it is the way they make, make things is like, elderly guys getting with you know much younger women i mean it does happen in real life the ages certainly it happens in real life certainly, i see people all the time and it's like are you out with your grandpa what is going on here 
they come to comedy clubs a lot. You can see the, and it's like you you sat in the front row and you didn't think somebody was going to make fun of you for being in your sixties with a maybe twenty eight year old woman. Come on, I guess man. That, and, and I guess that 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 rolls back into the whole privilege. Those are guys who are privileged enough to to pull that. I don't know. I guess James if you, if you ask a hundred women, it only takes one to say yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, but you, if you, hey, if you can't avail yourself, yeah, I think you would like Digstown. I think it was on. I think it was on Amazon. I think that's what I watched. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, if nothing else, like young Oliver Platt was being very—he's like being basically Vince Vaughn in that movie before <laughs> I think Vince Vaughn had hit. It's. I was kind of, uh, you know, I was kind of taken aback by that of hmm. like, oh, wow. Like Oliver Platt really getting it done. Wow. Uh, I don't know. He was plateauing. He was, he was <laughs> like, yeah, Oliver Platt never really, I think he's a pretty good actor. Never really kind of went anywhere. Uh, he was always Possibly the second fiddle he's, guy. He's plat shaped. <laughs> it's cause he's got an enormous head. You're, yeah. If you see yeah. him now, he looks like an Oliver Platt mascot. His head is so <laughs> huge. <laughs> I wonder if that's the thing. Like, if you look at Oliver, like young Oliver Platt, you're like, I always thought Oliver Platt was kind of a chubby guy, but maybe it's just that that big like ham head that. <laughs> no, he's he's got a pretty he's got a pretty standard. He, he like I think he's a tall guy. Yeah, I think he's fairly he's, tall. You're right. He's just got. Just a head that won't quit. He looks like a Q-tip. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being mean. I like Oliver Platt. I like him fine, too. He's fine. This is this episode is about things that are fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. Other than that, I've mostly just been playing a lot of video games. I got a couple of recommendations for you. Oh? So, you're familiar with Colin Quinn, right? Yeah, I like I like a Colin. Quinn. Really good stand-up comedian. He used to do a weekend update on SNL. So he filmed a show just with his buddies. It was a few years ago. And um it's called Cop Show. And they're like the episodes are like 5 to 6 minutes long. But it's basically him. It's a documentary behind the scenes uh watching him try to film a series that he it's kind of meta, to be honest with you, because it's not a real series that he's trying to do. He's doing a cartoon version of himself where he's a like documentary. Yeah, kind of. So he's playing himself. He's really egotistical. He's trying to be all artsy. He's kind of like he's got his head up his ass a little bit. So he's kind of poking fun at himself. But it's just a bunch of New York comics uh, coming in, guest starring on the show. And he's like trying to big time. him. like it's when Amy Schumer was super like the biggest name in it in the industry she comes on there to do him a favor and he's like kind of big time in her trying to make her he wrote the characters so she would be like attracted to him and things like that she's like i don't want to read this colin this is this is not good but anyway it's just they're like five to six minutes long they're kind of releasing i don't know if they're doing it one per day or one per week but they've kind of just been sitting i guess in his house or something they didn't go anywhere so he's putting them on youtube now and they're really funny to watch. Uh, like I said, they're five to six minutes long. There's at least five episodes on there, I know. Gaffigan's on one. Amy Schumer's on one. Uh, Michael Che's on one. I know there's one with uh, Bobby Kelly. I haven't seen that one yet. But it's just like them bickering and stuff behind the scenes. 
it's pretty fun. If if you're looking for something fun and silly and it's not very long and it's something that just isn't taking itself seriously at all, it's it's pretty fun to watch. I'm I'm happy that I finally get to see it because I've heard about it forever. Uh, so you can give that one a watch. And then uh, this just came out yesterday on Netflix. It's called The Cabin with Burt Kreischer. And he filmed oh, yeah. this. He filmed it uh, early in the year before COVID happened, obviously. But what it is is he rents a cabin. There's some interstitial things in there that are clearly, you can tell that they're written and planned out. But all the stuff in between, it's it's him renting a cabin and uh, each day he brings up two or three friends and they come up and he has activities planned for them. And sometimes they're, they're dangerous. Sometimes they're, they're always hilarious. Like the first episode, it's got, uh, Joey Diaz and, uh, Tom Segura on it and they have to butcher an emu. That's what they're eating for dinner. (laughs) It's an emu that's already dead. They have to butcher it and stuff like that. There's, there's an episode that's got Caitlyn Jenner and Nikki Glaser on it. There's one, my favorite one. My it's either uh, the Segura Joey Diaz, or the one that has um, Ms. Pat, who I know you remember. Uh, I've, I've I've opened for Ms. Pat, and then it yeah. had Joel McHale and Kaylee Cuco on it, and Ms. Pat is completely unimpressed by anything they've ever done, or or their. Uh, la woke attitudes and she puts them in their place and it's so funny she's like i don't care about big bang theory that corny ass white people show i don't care it's so funny watching her be brutally honest to these two and you can tell they are so shielded by hollywood bullshit that nobody has ever talked to them like this and it is the best thing ever miss pat is the best i highly recommend you guys follow her but we love you, Miss Pat. Yeah, Donnell Rollins is on it. Uh, just all these people that I've opened for are on this, and it is just bedlam. There's nudity that's blurred out. It's mostly Burt Kreischer naked. Um, it's very almost jackassy, a little bit kind of humor. If you want to just laugh, like laugh your ass off. I would recommend you watch this show because I don't laugh at much anymore from doing stand up for so long. And my wife really, she likes stand up comedians. She doesn't really care much about stand up. Man, I haven't seen her laugh that hard in a long time. We were both just dying. We were crying. We were laughing so hard. So give that a shot. Oh, if you, if you, if you're, uh, uh, uptight about language you're not gonna <laughs> like it though i will oh, give you that I one mean... there's lots of language in it there's a there's a, a coffee enema at one point <laughs> i've always heard uh, that term a coffee enema and it's always what, <laughs> what you, you do you're doing what with what now uh they're putting coffee in <clears throat> burt kreischer but they don't read the instructions and how to do it so they do it wrong <laughs> I, uh, it's great <laughs> So uh, of of most things that that would definitely be on my list of I'm going to read the instructions twice. <laughs> it was comedians doing it to a comedian and nobody bothered to read the box. I guess uh, that 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 probably that's the thing and you know from from what I know of like the uh you said it was Segura doing it to him? No, this was Bobby Lee and oh. Donnell Rawlings and Donnell was oh. not having any of it. <laughs> 
from I guess I would maybe say from what I know of comedians, if they're the ones doing it to someone, they're going to be like, I want to do this purposely wrong to this person. <laughs> Donnell was basically, this is some dumb white people bullshit. And I, I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, so check Did that out. Bert seemed to feel better afterward. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. It was his idea. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we <clears throat> jump into the the big rumor stuff? Oh no, no, nothing, nothing huge. Let's let's get let's get rumory. Let's jump into the Spider Man Three rumor. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So it's been yeah, established. So- Doctor Strange will be a part of Spider Man Three, and yes. everybody's speculating See. that they're gonna go into some sort of uh, Spider-Verse, kind of similar to what um, Into the Spider-Verse did, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they did They did use the phrase, like, the, the new Doctor Strange is, is subtitled The Multiverse of Madness, like, Into the Multiverse of mm-hmm. Madness, so. I think we're going to find out in Phase 4 that they broke the multiverse when they went back and changed things, and I think the entirety of Phase 4 is going to be them trying to fix it. Because I've heard, is it it's Kang, right? Kang the Conqueror. I've heard That's that he's going to be yeah. the big bad in Phase Four. So he's they've got his attention now sense. because I mean, they've they've established in they've established in the in the comics that like something to the effect of like time is kind of a living, breathing being, and when you mess with it, it it break it like messing with it hurts time mm-hmm. and you can do irreparable damage right so there there's rumors now that they, they might bring back andrew garfield and toby mcguire to reprise their roles as peter parker so that could be interesting i personally want if they're going to bring back characters from the other movies i want donnell rawlings and joey diaz reprising their roles as you want him you gotta <laughs> go through us and spider-man stole that guy's pizza those are those are their lines from the movies. So I'd like to see them come back. But I also heard that maybe we'll finally get like a macho man. Well, we might finally get the Sinister Six. You might get Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin Boy. or with, uh, um, you know, the Vulture. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Why can't Michael I remember? Keaton. Michael Keaton is the Vulture. Maybe Paul Giamatti is Rhino. I don't know. Because they're oh, they're bringing back so Jamie bad. Foxx's Electro. That one that one is for sure. He's he's signed Jamie on. Fox is a, like I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to Jamie Fox as Electro. I was opposed to Jamie Foxx's Electro. I don't like how they did it. Like it looked stupid. It wasn't his fault. He didn't choose the design that they made him look like. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a great take either. Just that like he was a, a Spider Man super fan. Yeah. He he was he was Baxter Stockman. Yeah, more or less. He was Hawk from Cobra Kai. <laughs> he was yeah, a nerd a that got power. In a lot of it's ways. interesting. It'll yeah. be it'll be cool to see if they go ahead because another rumor I heard is by the time they're done with that, um Tom Holland would have played Spider Man close to almost double digit times between really? all of the things well he's popped in what this will be his third I spider-man so, yeah. movie he was in both 
uh, Infinity War and Endgame. He was in uh, Captain America, whatever. That's at least seven times right there. So he's he's kind of you know really stacking up the appearance as a Spider Man. So some people are thinking maybe maybe he's going to want to be done being Spider Man, which could bring in Miles Morales and Spider Gwen. I think I saw something to the effect that that Miles Morales is supposed to be introduced in this movie. And if they're going to be there, you got to have Spider Pig. Could we actually get Nicolas Cage as Spider Man? Uh, I'm sorry, are you talking about Spider Ham? What did I say? Did I not? What you said I... Spider Pig, which I oh, think that's is the Simpsons. Racist. No, that's from the Simpsons. You remember the song, the the Simpsons movie, Spider Pig, Spider Pig, does whatever a spider pig does. Anyway. That's why I confused that. But that would be kind of cool to see Nicolas Cage popping in as the detective Spider-Man. The old school black and white Spider-Man. Sure. We're going to get, was it Indian Spider-Man? That's the, the, that crazy thing. We'll get a. It could be kind of cool, man. And then I I would assume this is how they're going to bring in, you know, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and stuff like that. It's just, where they've existed in their own universe. Eventually it seems like they're going to come up with one timeline and streamline everything because in uh, Dr. Strange, it talks about that there are infinite worlds and infinite timelines. So I don't know if they're going to streamline just a few of them together to bring in fantastic four and X-Men or something like that, but we'll see. Um, I, you know, it just, it just sounds like they're streamlining the pro the process. I, I I wonder if any of it has to do with they're just trying to not have to every time they introduce someone they have to make an origin movie which right be, which is especially for for characters that like like for the X Men you don't necessarily need an right. origin exactly. movie well they finally they didn't do it with Spider Man it was like thank you thank you for not doing an origin story for Spider Man we just jumped yeah. in we know who he is we know the character just like the next Batman movie. Let's just streamline it. We know who Batman is. Just, okay, Robert Pattinson is like year two Batman. We get it. You don't need to, we don't need all of that. It it is kind of interesting. Marvel's kind of doing the same thing that DC is doing with their properties where they're going to, it looks like, do a Flashpoint movie and streamline everything altogether. So they're both kind of doing the same thing, which is weird. I know. I think I've told you I've been a little burned out on Marvel as of recent. So I, the good I don't news know is if, we haven't really we had haven't, a movie this year. So well, we haven't. We're not going to have a movie this right. year. But also, you know, we haven't. We haven't really had a new phase movie. You know? Far from Home, more or less, was kind of a an addendum to uh, to whatever phase that was. Phase mm-hmm. three. Well. I you say phase three, it was an addendum to the first I think I think Infinity War closed was kind of like the close of the first major arc. So Infinity War or Endgame? Endgame, yeah. Okay. Endgame Endgame and I guess because I still haven't seen Far From Home, but Endgame and Far From Home may, more or less closed out the first major arc in the MCU. Far From Home yeah. is really good. You, sh- you really should get on watching that. Yeah, yeah. Jake I, Gyllenhaal's I, I, really good in it. Like I said, I th- a lot of it I think just deals with, I've just kind of been burned out on that stuff. Like I, 
it's not that any of it's, it's not that it's bad. I just, I'm a little burned out on it and just kind of not super interested. Hmm. And most of it's been spoiled for me at this point anyway. So, you know, any of the major stuff that any of the major stuff that kind of is big story beats in far from home at some point, somebody, somebody said it out loud in my vicinity. So like, uh, oh, whatever the blip is, it? I can't remember what they yeah. called it. I think it was the blip or something like that. Yeah. It is funny how they so. do it though, <laughs> how they handle, because I remember watch when I was watching, um, in game, I was like, it's going to be weird when all these people come back because they cover in far from home. They talk about people showing up to their apartments and somebody else has been living there for five years or people have spouses because they thought their spouse was dead. So they've gotten remarried that kind of, they're like, there's a lot yeah, of, it was like five years in that. Yeah, timeline. it was five years. So people are going to naturally move on. So there's a lot of that going on in the world. I, that could be its own movie, to be honest with you. Like that would be a funny movie. They could do a they could do a Disney Plus season. Speaking of, you know what? Speaking of, there was something I did want to talk about. Okay. Because there are only screenshots. That Modoc series. Oh that's not yeah. Be on Disney Plus. That's Hulu, I think. Or that means it's going to be more adult, probably. I hope so. That that looked like the kind of thing that would lend itself more. Like when I saw that and, and initially thought it's going to be a Disney Plus show, I was kind of like, yeah. I, like it, it looks interesting, but eh, eh. and hearing it might, it might be it, which, you know, I, I guess we'll see. I, I don't think it should go super full adult, but you know, being a little, being able to be a little more loosey goosey. We'll see. We'll see what they allow them to do with it. But like a, a stop animation Modoc show with with other Modocs, right? It's like a family. Like okay, <laughs> I, I like Pat and I certainly like Pat and Oswald, right? So. It, it it's a good way to introduce people to the Modoc character because there are some rumors that Modoc is actually going to end up in the Marvel universe, the MCU, and they're they're kind of thinking that it the way they're going to write it is it's like the next evolution of Arnim Zola. I guess that would make sense. I I need there are certain characters I need the characters to I need them to not pull back. Uh-huh. I need Modoc to look dumb. <laughs> I need I need Galactus to have the big purple helmet. I need Doom to be, you know, chewing scenery. I don't know if they could, I, could can you think of a way they could do Galactus and not have it seem weird? Like maybe he maybe he talks with them telepathically. Like if he's a giant guy that is like standing in space somewhere and the earth like fits in his palm. That's really weird to see in live action. No, Galactus, is, Galactus isn't that big. Galactus is my, my opinion has always been like Galactus is, I guess I, you know, I guess I don't know. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Galactus is pretty damn big. Like he's the planet eater. He eats them eater of worlds. The different, different takes. Cause like, the whoever the herald is at the time can basically fit in his palm so right that's not that that's not that damn big yeah i mean it's big they got galactus out there this big but uh yeah i i i need certain things like i am very i'm very charmed by uh corny kind of goofy things like that like I I like Mo. I don't even know that much about Modoc as a character. I just know it's a big head that floats that has like a butt rocket. <laughs> like yes, and like 
saws and missile launchers and stuff come out of his back on just like poles and stuff like yeah <laughs> i like that stuff please don't please don't try to find a way because because when they do things like that it it doesn't make it good like the way they did galactus for those bad fantastic four movies that didn't make it good right nobody was happy with that yeah or ma- making Galact not making galactus a character but more of a concept didn't make it good so um you know just just lean in lean in on the cheese they've got to be able to handle it better than than the original fantastic four movies did i mean the the what you call it the guardians of the galaxy movies kind of basically show that people there's an audience for the kind of corny goofball stuff. Yeah, the really weird they, stuff. They've necessarily done it like aesthetic, but like, you know, you've got characters like Drax that, you know, his whole existence is by and large it's a, a goof in and of itself. So, yeah. Around. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they go over the next few years, and once we finally get back to having movies. <laughs> yeah. It, the the next few projects like cuz i don't think i don't think black widow is going to be the one that brings me out just because it's a it's a midquel it's like a i don't i don't know i i don't like i mean cuz yeah i mean it, it obviously takes place pre pre uh, end game stuff but i i just it's it seems a very middle of the it seems like a movie that should have come out years ago yeah, like I, it might have been exciting years ago, but you're right. They've already done that whole story, so I don't know. I don't know what compel. And, and I would say that about anything. If you did like, here's what Doctor Strange was doing between when he became Doctor Strange and, you know, and I don't know, uh, Ragnarok. This is what he was doing when he became Doctor Strange, but before he met up with uh, Thor toward the middle or end of Ragnarok. Like I. It's not necessarily I won't watch that. I just don't care. It is kind of funny that story that has been told. You the, know. They're kind of leading Doctor Strange into like the leadership role where he's gonna be popping up in all these things and Wanda is is gonna end up in his movie and it's kinda of like maybe he's gonna take the leadership role from Iron Man. But we've only had I he was say, he that, was in that, one movie. That role is gone. The, Iron Man is not – you can't take it from him. It's just kind of a floater right now. But I think he's going to be – especially where they're going into different realms, everybody's going to be looking to Doctor Strange to formulate a plan or explain what's happening. You know what I mean? So he's going to be kind of the focal point as far as you know the good superheroes looking to him for guidance. But we've only had one Doctor Strange movie, and then he was in uh, the last two Avengers movies. And he was kind of minor well, in those. Cameos. He makes cameos, and if he's he's cameo at the end of is that at the no I get it that was a weird one because he shows up at the end of or no Thor has a cameo at the end of the Doctor Strange movie, but then yeah. they just put that scene in. Is it in Ragnarok? They put that scene. I, I don't even rem- was he in Ragnarok? I don't even remember. I forget what it was because there. I, I'm trying to remember because that scene, the scene with the beer. They do that scene in another one of the movies. Huh. It's a. That was in Infinity War. Was it in Infinity War? Yeah. 
because that's that's right before they go out and uh, they fight the Squidward guy. Well, they they do the cameo. I, I'm pretty sure it was at the end of the the first Doctor Strange movie. They do the thing where he refills his beer, and I, it was a fun cameo. But yeah, then they do they just do that scene again in another one of the movies. It's like, why is this here? Yeah, it worked. It's a good gag. Ah, exactly. Ah, ah. All right. We're all very disposable. Ah. Yeah. Well, we should wrap this up. I think. Alrighty, Rooney. Well, Travis, you got anything to promote? Let's get um, let's get let's get your plugs out of the way. Nothing yeah. really. I do want to thank everybody that came to my shows. They were. Uh, the, the second night Saturday was sold out. Uh, Friday was nearly sold out. Uh, COVID sold out, but still that's, I'm proud of it. Uh, I'm, you know, thankful for everybody that came out. It was a, I had like a 10 day period where I opened for TJ Miller. Then I headlined, then I opened for Tim Dillon on like a Tuesday, Wednesday. So and I featured for those. So I ended up doing like in 10 days, like four hours of stand up, And it was, it was like so like, cool. Uh... You did like 96 type fives, huh? Well, I mean, I did over an hour when I headlined each, so that's two of it right there. But, you know, I ended up doing longer sets for, for TJ and for Tim Dillon, which is awesome. And it was it was a great 10 days, I'll, I'll tell you that. I got a little tired, lost my voice. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, my allergies started kicking my butt, and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep where the shows were Tuesdays and win- or Tuesday and Wednesday. So I got a little tired, got a little, my, my voice is starting to come back now, but man, I just love doing stand up. If you're listening to this and you're wondering, I do love doing it. It's so fun. I love working with all the, like the best standups in the world. Like even watching the cabin, I was like, I know almost all these people. I think the only people I've never met was, uh, Caitlyn Jenner and Kaylee Kuko or Kukau, whatever, Kukau, whatever her name is. Yeah. Everybody else on there, I've either opened for or at least met, and I, you know I, I'm pretty lucky. Uh, I've worked hard, I've worked my butt off, and I'm going to continue to do that. But I realize I'm pretty lucky, so I get to do some pretty cool stuff, and it's because people show up uh, when I headline. So keep coming out to shows. Thanks everybody. Uh, uh, I'm still doing shows in Utah because there's not really anything on the road. Hopefully, once all this clears up and you know, we all start treating each other like people again. <laughs> I can get back out there and start doing some road work and uh, meet some people that are listening all over the country. So that's oh, all. Man. That's all. Thanks, everybody. There you go. Well, uh, if you want to get at us, but hey, that stuff. If you got any feedback, if you got any, uh, I don't know, whatever you want, later to dictator at gmail.com is how you get at us. These are the closest thing to plugs that I have. I just do my <laughs> spiel at the end of it. Later to the tater at gmail.com. That's how you email us. We'd love to hear from our audience. Uh, if you got any questions, if you got any, I don't know, if you got anything, whatever. We're lonely people. Get <laughs> at us there. Uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. Please rate us those five stars. Give us a one sentence review on the Apple iTunes if possible. That is the most visible. We want to be visible. If not, you know what? Telling a friend, just saying, hey, these guys, why don't you check out these guys? Tell a friend about our podcast. We'd love to get more listeners. We, hey, man, I just want to be better at this. And uh, unless you tell me what I'm doing wrong, I can't get any better. Mm, so, indeed. Break me. Break me on the wheel. Build me back stronger. 
I did want to tell everybody, uh, I did, my buddy Patrick Ramirez, uh, he has, he's doing these, it's kind of like a podcast, but it's, he's putting it on YouTube. Uh, it's called yeah, Running It up. Back with Patrick Ramirez. And I've done a couple, I did a No Holds Barred with him earlier this year, but we just you did. talking about the wizard. Yeah, we just did one right? about the wizard. So it, it's a lot of fun. We, we both watched the wizard uh, and then we discussed it. So, you know, watch his videos. They're, he's got a lot of interesting people on there. So give it, give it a watch. California. California. No doubt so, about um, it. Our uh, Blue Wave Theory is the music that we're using. We thank them for the usage. Thanks, nice. fellas. I, I assume they're fellas. I don't know. Thanks, folks. How about that? Thanks, you lovely, lovely people, you. Um, I think that's about it. We're, we're going to head down to the Regal Beagle. There, brother? What's that? Oh, man. <laughs> you got anything else in your holster there, my guy? Nope. I think that's it. I think it's time for it. Right, well, We've both got to make dinner. For, for beagles who make dinner everywhere, this has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Drew. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never. <laughs>